From the WIA National News Studio in the Tradewinds Hotel in Fremantle, this is VK1WIA with the conference edition of the WIA Weekly National News for Sunday the 26th of May 2013. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. And I'm Miles, VK6, Mike, Alpha, Bravo. And I'm Bob, VK6, POP. Good morning, uh, Miles. How's the conference going? Hello, Ono, and hello, listeners. The conference has been rocking along nicely. On Friday night, after a meal at Deepwater Point on the river, we adjourn to Wireless Hill for dessert, coffee, and a look around the Wireless Hill Telecommunications Museum. The WA VHF Group, the host for the evening, were operating the VI-103WIA callsign from their shack and serving tea and coffee. The WA Repeater Group took care of other beverages. Oh, it's, it's been very interesting, particularly this afternoon, uh, focusing on the training aspects that have been used by different clubs. And what was your callsign, please? Uh, VK3JNI. Thank you very much. Yes, I went to a few of the things, but along the way I caught up with Phil Waite the WIA president and had a bit of a chat to him. There was enough interesting things for him to come and talk to us, so thanks, Phil. Phil, thanks for joining us here in the VK1WIA studio. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Ono, and thanks, Miles. So um, as the uh, president uh, dropped into the seat from a great height and uh, re-elected Julie, um, how does it feel to be in the president's seat? Well, I haven't been re-elected as president yet. I've been... um, I wasn't up for re-election as a director this year. We had... Uh, several of our directors were uh, re-elected and we have a couple of new directors but my um, selection as president comes up at the first general meeting which will occur in a couple of weeks and you know they may decide to keep me or they may not. So uh, fingers crossed or are you hoping for somebody Uh, else to be elected? I think I'm in a fairly good position I haven't seen anybody else being uh, too enthusiastic about taking the role at this time. For the national news, we've uh, invited you to VK6. How have you uh, found the conference so far? It's fantastic, aren't yeah. it? You're, you're it couldn't have been better. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, we had a good we had a good trip over from uh, Melbourne. We drove over with our caravan, and it was uh, it was excellent. Can you call sign, please? VK7GN. Now you mentioned that uh, there's a whole bunch of new um, directors that uh, have joined us. Uh, who was elected as uh, as new directors of the uh, WIA uh, during the AGM? Well, the new directors of the WIA are um, Robert Broomhead, uh, VK3DN. Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Ewan Cloud was re-elected, VK4ERM. So that's three out of four. Uh, Who's the fourth? And Fred Swainston, VK3DRC. So um, that means you've got four um, new directors on the board, um, and that means there's two outgoings? Yes, there's two outgoing directors. There is uh, Philip Adams, um, and the other outgoing director... Trent. is Trent Sampson. Uh, who will be joining us a little bit later on in the broadcast. I'm from the National News. We've invited you to VK6. What are you finding about it so far? Oh, it's been... A, I'm Kevin, VK4UH from Brisbane. It's been a, it's been a great conference and it's, uh, the AGM's been very interesting. Um, picked up a few things, met some... Uh, to, uh, put some faces to, to call signs and uh, it's been well worth the trip so far. Fantastic, thank you. You were... Uh, used your uh, role as the president uh, to come up with some president commendations. Uh, who were uh, the lucky recipients uh, this year? Yes, we gave out quite a few uh, presidential commendations this year because we've had a number of people that have been working very hard for the Institute over the last year. The presidential commendations are the ones that the president um, gives out. Of course, the 
The other awards are the Merit Awards. Uh, the present commendations went to Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, um, in recognition of his work with the New South Wales Tower issue. Um, Greg James, VK2GRJ, for his contribution as Assistant Treasurer of the WIA, in particular in relation to MYOB. Diane Ashton, who, of course, everybody knows in the office. Uh, Diane's call sign is VK3FDIZ, and she's the person who's on the end of the phone when people ring up about examination and uh, licence issues. Margaret Williams, who served with the WIA uh, for a very long time up until early this year, and uh, Margaret retired this year. Margaret also has a presidential uh, commendation. Dennis Johnson, VK4AE, in recognition of his contribution over 10 years as contest manager for the John Moyle Field Day. Alan Shannon, VK4SN, in recognition of his contribution as contest manager for the, Rem for the Remembrance Day contest. Uh, there's Bob Robinson, VK3SX, for his contribution as awards manager and his contribution in the restructure of the awards program. Uh, Mark Hillman, VK3OHM. Mark did um, a lot of development on the WIA awards program in the, by the creation of a new series of support tools. And Dean Blackman, Blackman VK3TX, for his creation of a log checker for the Remembrance Day contest. So quite a few this year. John, VK2AWJ, you've uh, come to VK6 to uh, the AGM and conference. How's it been for you? Oh, absolutely fantastic. I know the um, technical symposium this afternoon, the SDR, as the, uh, the opening keynote address was absolutely inspirational. I found it fantastic. So SDRs, even though I've got a KX3, uh, a Hermes board possibly is on the mo. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, well done on uh, running good, a good, a fantastic uh, conference. I know, well done. Pleasure. That's a that's a big rundown, and there's some special announcements that are uh, coming later tonight uh, in uh, in the in the dinner um, event, uh, which we can't announce just yet because we're uh, we're not live uh, around Australia just yet. We haven't quite got the technology to make that happen. Uh, this is a recorded uh, live to uh, to tape in the trade winds in Fremantle. So sorry for the breaking the illusion. This isn't going live around Australia right at the minute. Uh, we, we do have a couple of time constraints to get it around the country in, uh, in time for everyone. Well, how have you found it so far? Oh, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, no problem at all. What have you learned so far? Oh, well, it's sort of, it's uh, not what I learned. It's sort of what, it's more or less the uh, involvement with the, um, my peer group and, and, and uh, getting on with the job and, uh, and supporting the team that's uh, trying to do it all. And uh, would you recommend to other people who might be listening uh, to come to the conference next time? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bring their families and their partners with them and, uh, yeah, and make a good weekend of it. Fantastic. And your call sign, please. VK3UV. The Merit Awards are going to be given out tonight. The Higginbotham Award is awarded annually for the contribution to amateur radio generally and honours the memory of Ron Higginbotham. This year's award goes to Peter Freeman, VK3PF, for his seven years as editor of AR and also for his continuing and unbroken leadership of Gipstech since its inception in 1998. Um, the Al Shawsmith Award for Journalism is awarded on the recommendation of the Publications Committee of the WIA and they've recommended several people to receive that award. Grant Willis, VK5GR, Matthew Cook, VK5ZM, Mark Jessup, 
VK5QI and Alan Kovacs for their article Introducing Project Horus High Altitude Ballooning in South Australia, which was published in AO in, Ju- in July 2012. There's an amateur radio technical award is awarded on the recommendations of the Publications Committee for uh, the best technical article in AR, and this year's award goes to Andrew Martin, VK3OE, for his article Adventures by Static Chirp and CW Radar, published in AR December 2012. There's also a contest champion, and that is being awarded to Alan Shannon, and an extra award which um, we're actually awarding to our treasurer is the Chris Jones Award is being awarded to John Longrow. That's a fantastic rundown of amateurs who've contributed great amounts of their energy and effort to amateur radio. That's an amazing rundown of contributions that people have made in amateur radio, a vast treasure trove of experience and skill. Uh, you also have uh, a lifetime uh, of of contribution to amateur radio uh, being awarded to uh, a station, uh, an amateur who's uh, contributed greatly to the WIA and he's getting uh, an, uh, an honorary membership. Uh, yes, he's getting a lifetime membership and that's to a radio amateur that uh, many people would know um, through a series of articles um, in AR magazine and uh, going back before that, I think, even in Electronics Australia magazine, most people would know the name Robin Harwood for his work in SWL um, columns. And um, Robin VK7RH has been awarded life membership of the WIA. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us at the desk today, Phil. Well, how have you found it so far? Oh, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, no problem at all. What have you learned so far? Oh, well, it's sort of, it's uh, not what I learned, it's sort of what, it's more or less the uh, involvement with the, uh, my peer group and and, and uh, getting on with the job and uh, and supporting the team that's uh, trying to do it all. And uh, would you recommend to other people who might be listening uh, to come to the conference next time? Oh, definitely, yeah, for sure, yeah. Bring their families and their partners with them and, uh, yeah, and make a good weekend of it. Fantastic, and your call sign please. VK3UV. Um, very shortly, Trent Sampson, VK4TS, will be joining us, uh, being interviewed by Miles. So uh, we'll move on. Um, it's my great pleasure to introduce myself. What use is an F-call? I have, don't think I've done that before. What use is an F-call? I'm on a Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. What use is an F-call? Looking through the list of amateurs attending the WIA conference, I noticed a distinct lack of attendance by F-calls. That was the same at the conference last year. Few and far between. We don't seem to have a way to attract new blood to discussions that further the future of amateur radio, either because a new F-Corps believes that they don't have anything to say or don't have the right to make their opinion known. Let me disabuse you of that notion. You have a license. You've studied for it, paid for it, passed the test, and now you have the responsibility that goes with being an amateur. You can, of course, choose to just listen. But if you do that, why bother with a license at all? You could sit on the sidelines and be a shortwave listener and take enjoyment from that. Or you could take a more active role in the responsibility bestowed on you when your license was granted to you. And make no mistake, an amateur radio license is a privilege, one that you were granted, not one that you have a right to. The radio spectrum is a fickle beast. It evolves with use. It challenges and changes and discussions need to be had. Are power over Ethernet devices a scourge or a boon? Should repeaters be channeled differently? 
Should we hand back frequencies, apply for higher power, ask for new modes, improve our training base, encourage more experimentation, develop our hobby, or just let it evaporate through apathy? I know that participating can be challenging, sometimes even confronting, but don't think for a minute that your voice is not valuable or that you don't have the right to speak. If that was what was stopping you from coming to a conference where lots of people share your hobby, think again. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. Among the technical symposium today were a couple of sessions on contesting. Trent Sampson, VK4 Tango Sierra, was one of the presenters. Trent is also a WIA director with portfolio responsibility for contests. G'day there, Trent. G'day, Miles. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, so, Trent, I caught parts of it. I was uh, unfortunately moving between rooms in my role as MC, but uh, tell me a few things you're not allowed to do, uh, or you shouldn't do at least, when contesting. The main thing you shouldn't do when you're contesting is make up call signs. And we've, I know that sounds crazy. We've had guys that fabricated logs over the years. And um, now that we've got uh, programs like that have been produced by Alan, uh, by um, uh, VK3TX, we've got some very good cross-checking that can make sure whether somebody's fabricating their logs. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, it's amazing. Uh, whenever I hear of that, all I think of is that all they're doing is cheating themselves. Yeah, but that's what that's about all we can say about it. It takes all types to make a world. Yeah. Um, and you were also going through some of the uh, the antenna theory around uh, contests this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, we, we looked at some of the um, the variations and what you need as far as an antenna for various locations on HF, and uh, and that was. We went into it in a pretty shallow depth, but at least it gave, us, gave the guys a bit of a rundown on what was needed. Yep. And I also noticed that you went through a few points such as, uh, you know, uh, don't speak too fast, uh, make sure that you keep your repeating your call sign back, etc. You want to run through some of those operating thoughts? Uh, look, my, my thoughts on it are that you should repeat your call sign whenever you're making contact. I mean, it's crazy if you don't. We'll, we'll see plenty of the best operators on the planet. They'll all, all repeat their, contact, their call sign every contact. And the audio that you played during that talk uh, featured somebody speaking about 400 QSOs uh, an hour, I think it was. It was uh, pretty full on. Um, could you do 400 QSOs an hour for us quickly? Yeah, it'd only take an hour. All right, and what's been the standout uh, today for you, Trent? Oh, the, the standout today was definitely Robin Harwood yeah, getting the life membership. I thought that was fantastic. Yep, and well-deserved. Well-deserved. Okay, thanks, Trent. That was Trent Sampson, VK4 Tango Sierra Contest Guru. You've uh, come a long way to come to this conference. How are you finding it so far? Fairly good. Yeah, what have you learned so far? A little bit about software to find radio. That was about what I got out of it so far because yeah. I was uh, using, the, uh, using the dongle, so I'm going to go and have a go at that. So that's about it so far. Yeah, call sign, please. No? Call oh, VK3 X-ray Papa. So tell me, Bob, what's in store for the conference dinner? Well, apart from food, I was considering asking for dessert to be served first as there's not much room left for it by the time it comes around. Yeah, apart from food. Well, why don't you say so? Apart from great food on offer, there's a memorial AV presentation for Michael Owen. And uh, we've seen that. It's great. We've got a special guest speaker, and there's more on that later. And the presentation of some awards, recognising outstanding contributions by individuals. Oh, and there's great food. Did I mention that? Oh, I think you have, Bob. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Brain fart. <laughs> okay, I've noted it. I noted it. We met the chef the other day when we were meeting with the hotel staff, and I gave him some great tips on what to serve up. 
But anyway, what were we talking about before someone mentioned food? We were talking about the guest speaker at the conference dinner. We're going to activate Victor India, Six Papa, Romeo, Oscar, Foxtrot. Uh, so by now you will have been able to make a couple of QSOs if you are listening at the right time on the, wrong, on the right band at the time. And Alan, VK4SN, uh, how are you finding uh, Western Australia? Yeah, fabulous. I know. I actually lived some time over here a few years ago and uh, it's great to be back. Can catching up with people. Conference is fantastic. Meeting a lot of people, having a great time. Fantastic. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Two VK amateurs were recognised last weekend at the world's largest hamvention in Dayton, Ohio. The late Michael Owen, VK3KI, was one of eight inductees into CQ Magazine's Hall of Fame. Michael was a long-time WIA president and IARU Region 3 chairman. As the former president, he presided over changes for the WIA, including the introduction of foundation licences and the WIA's restructuring. Concurrently with the Hamvention QRP operators were holding their annual four days in May. A highlight was the induction of Drew Diamond, VK3 X-ray uniform, into the QRP Hall of Fame. Drew is just the second VK amateur ever to be admitted and is well known for his long-term encouragement of homebrew construction through books and articles, mostly in the WIA's amateur radio magazine. be pretty quiet the QRP Hall of Fame, wouldn't it? <laughs> They have to sit close so they can hear each other. I have with me uh, Ewan uh, McLeod, uh, VK4 uh, uh, Echo Romeo Mike, uh, newly re-elected uh, director of the uh, WIA. He's here to speak about the proposed WIA Community Service Committee. Um, so what's the purpose of the WIA Service Committee there, Ewan? Well, the committee takes in the areas of emergency communications, uh, assistance at community events, the MCOMs, operator training, and anything else within the scope of amateur radio that will provide public benefit. So why did we actually do this? What was the purpose? Well, along with the whole concept of uh, WIA committees proposed by our President Phil Waite, uh, VK2ASD, to establish a more structured approach to reduce the workload on some individual volunteers, improve communications and interaction between members and the WIA, uh, improve WIA services and responsiveness and ultimately encourage more people to join the WIA. So uh, this committee is made up of people from around Australia. Who comprises the committee? The Community Services Committee has been staffed, like all others, by volunteers and on the recommendation of individual WIA members who have been involved in the activities covered currently or in the past. Uh, we are fortunate to have people with diverse and skilled backgrounds on this committee. So how's it managed and what is your role? Well, as the uh, WIA committee member, I'm to ensure a committee activity is in line with the board policy and within the objects of the WIA as uh, defined in the Constitution and to ensure all WIA board members are informed about uh, committee activities and recommendations. Um, in liaison with the National Office, I facilitate communications and follow-up between other committees on important issues of mutual concern. And if there are concerns, the terms of reference are determined to be too restrictive to allow proper function of the committee in certain areas, then I take those concerns to the board of the WIA for resolution. Uh, so in summary, my role is one of guidance, um, support and liaison. However, one thing I cannot be is the committee leader. So does that mean that uh, nobody can give you the role of uh, having to carry the, 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 the water at the end of the day? That's true. I'm the messenger, so don't shoot me. 
With that, VK for uh, Echo Romeo Mike, you and McLeod, thank you very much for joining us uh, at the uh, national broadcast of VK1 WAA. It's been a pleasure and a great experience in the West. Thank you. Thank you. Trent, VK4TS, how's it been for you? It's been great, Otto. We've had a great time and I'll be back to the next one. All right, and uh, contesting, uh, you've changed roles recently in the WAA. Uh, slightly. I've uh, moved to in charge of the new contest portfolio under the committee structure. Fantastic. So, yeah, so, so I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing from more from you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm joined by Sam, VK6 Kilo Sierra Alpha. Sam is now the Jota and JT coordinator for Scouts Australia. He took over from me in January this year. So, Sam, tell us about your plans for Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet. Thanks, Bob. Uh, firstly, I must um, uh, thank, uh, thank yourself for your efforts over the last six years on behalf of Scouts Australia. Uh, Bob's done a fantastic role in, uh, in promoting the event, and um, we do thank him for his efforts in that regards. Uh, a couple of plans I do have uh, mainly relate to the, the event itself. So we're talking uh, badges and um, and a conference between uh, the state state leaders so we can um, better present the event to the to the youth members of the organisation. One of the uh, great problems we have with uh, national organisations in Australia is that they often, they're often organised at state levels and scouting is very bad for that because each state body is uh, a separate organisation and they all come together under the banner of Scouts Australia. So they're uh, a many diverse group to get together, so uh, it'll be great for you to be able to get them together for a conference. So what's, what's happening this year for Jamboree on the Air? Uh, the theme this year is, uh, is sharing, so we're talking about sharing, uh, sharing stories, and we'd like the, uh, the youth members to, to communicate with each other via the, via the radio and via the internet, because the event is also the Jamboree on the internet, so we need to take that into consideration as well. But we'd like our youth members to share, the, share their stories together with our scouts and guides around the world and around the country. I heard that there's about a million uh, people involved in this, in this event. That's, uh, that's right, Bob. There's, um, there's about a million worldwide, and uh, they do have plans to extend that out to about three million over the next few years. There's a, a, a 2015 plan in place to increase our participation. And we must also remember that uh, JOTA and JOT gives the youth members an opportunity to experience amateur radio. They're a key path to amateur radio through scouting. And with that in mind, I'd also like to thank the, the countless amount of amateur radio operators who open up their shacks or break down their shacks and take them to the local scout hall to set up their gear for the one weekend a year that we operate this event. Without their efforts, uh, many youth members would not be able to participate in the event, most definitely miss out. So a big thank you to the amateur radio operators, not just for their station, but for keeping the airways um, usable during the event. Yeah, that's fantastic, Sam, and uh, yeah, that's been my experience, and um, I'm always grateful for the uh, amateurs who do help out. So thanks very much for coming in, Sam, and uh, good luck in your new role. Thanks, Bob, Miles, and Ono. Great pleasure. With us is Victor Kilo for Uniform Hotel. Kevin, thank you very much for joining us uh, in the studio today. Um, you have uh, a bit particular uh, interest in uh, amateur radio. Yes, uh, for my sins, I, I'm currently the, the the contest manager for the Harry Angel Sprint, which we uh, which we ran earlier this month on on 80 metres. The closing date's only just gone, just before I headed out to uh, to Fremantle for this conference. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that all the logs are in, the, uh, all the scores are being adjudicated at the moment, and the plan is that I'm actually going to announce for the first time on the next broadcast next week 
uh, all of the winners and the certificate holders. So keep watching this space because this will be the first time that it's actually uh, going to be put to air. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I know who's not going to win it because I didn't do it. I forgot about it. I had every intention. So thanks very much for telling us about it, and we look forward to hearing the results next week. Over to you, Wano. We've had a fantastic uh, conference, Bob. Uh, the technical sessions went off without a hitch. We had all our speakers turn up on time. Um, we had some innovative ideas and some fantastic solutions on uh, problems that uh, some people didn't even know they had. Uh, I remember Bob uh, Crow, VK6, Charlie Golf. He had a, a whole bunch of boxes with uh, home-built equipment in them, and he he, he kept pulling them out like uh, he was pulling rabbits out of a hat. It was just fantastic to watch, you know, the excitement in his voice uh, and and the things that he's built. I mean, the the wooden Morse key is the one that made it into AR magazine, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Did you get to see that presentation? No, I didn't get to see that one, I know. Um, uh, but it's fantastic, really, that uh, the experimenter is still there. Because in the early days of amateur radio, they were actually called radio experimenters. So it's really terrific to see. And uh, and I know that Bob's a very practical sort of a fellow who can make anything out of anything. And that's, a, that, that's what Hamfest used to be made of. You used to go there and buy all the knobs and bits and pieces that other people didn't want and you take home and make something out of it. So it's fantastic to see that one going. I was really taken with the um, the software-defined radio session that was run by Phil Harmon, VK6APH, um, because uh, electronics is a, quite a mystery to me. And uh, Phil actually presented the information in, in uh, easily understandable language and I was actually able to really gain something from it. In fact, uh, I spoke to Phil after uh, he gave the presentation, and he will be uh, making that uh, presentation available to us. Uh, So we'll put that on the conference site for you to download. Now, uh, people that uh, didn't see that presentation, Phil Harmon, uh, the mother of inventors, uh, the father of software-defined radio, is how I introduced him uh, during the conference. Um, He basically walked through the whole process of how an SDR works and um, showed us how he basically put it all together and made it uh, the thing that it is today. And it's quite a quite an amazing feat to see. And, of course, uh, you know, he, he started off with a technology that uh, cost $250,000, uh, and now, of course, you can buy it for $12 on eBay uh, shipped overnight. So, uh, yeah, software-defined radio has got a little ways to go. Of course, there's going to always be uh, diehards who uh, stick with uh, the analog uh, versions of, uh, of a radio, and uh, there are good reasons for doing that. Uh, but uh, Phil did uh, show us the, the future of uh, what was going to be happening and um, and some of the things that uh, software defined radio does today is the equivalent of uh, of an analog radio and i know that there are purists listening right now with the shutters going through their uh, through their system but there is going to be a time when the software defined radio will actually exceed uh, the ability of an analog uh, radio in its uh, signal rejection and and a whole bunch of other things uh, uh, just looking at uh, the technology that's involved in, in how you can update uh, the software and, and, and make basically uh, equipment that we take for granted today, mixers and oscillators and all those kind of things become obsolete in, in, in a software-defined radio world where everything becomes a piece of software. Uh, and, and the notion that you can actually listen to uh, a whole uh, band at the same time and, and listen to uh, the whole HF spectrum all in one hit um, it's not that the software-defined radio today can't do it. It's that our PCs can't keep up with the data. So, 
And once we can get the data bandwidth uh, wider, and it will get to that point. I mean, in my lifetime, uh, we went from uh, 75 board uh, modems to a gigabit Ethernet, um, you know, and that's uh, that's in uh, less than 20 years. So uh, we've got a little ways to go, uh, but uh, it's not very far away. Yeah, we sure do. Um, so it's great. I, I was just thinking, though, when he was talking about uh, the SDRs, there's a lot of amateurs out there who are knobs and dials people and um, it's not a real radio unless it's got a whole lot of knobs and dials on it so um, I don't know how they're going to cope but I'm sure that they will eventually um, and you know Phil mentioned it the um, the mainstream manufacturers of analogue radios have not come on board yet with with SDRs but they are at least um, coming to terms with computers and providing USB ports and uh, other little niceties I mean, there is something to be said about having a tactile interface. I mean, if you load over, if you overload your eyes with, uh, with information, then you won't know the difference between an emergency and uh, and something that is uh, not working. Um, so, so a tactile feedback is a good thing. So, yeah, there is a reason for having uh, dials and knobs uh, on your radio. But uh, there's going to get a point when. Um, software is going to take over that uh, that field uh, i've seen it in my uh, broadcasting uh, background and uh, in amateur radio it's uh, it's no different so with that um we another topic that was uh, really highly trafficked was uh, mark uh, from ted mtron um, amateur radio myths uh, antenna myths uh, mainly uh, did you get to see that no i, I copped the tail end of it because uh, it was my unfortunate task to have to wind him up because uh, uh, the next session was needing to start, but uh, yeah, it would have been good. Unfortunately, uh, you can only see one thing at a time and uh, you have to make some choices. From the WIA News Studios in the Tradewinds Hotel in Fremantle, this is VK1 WIA with a conference edition of the WIA Weekly National News for Sunday, the 26th of May 2013. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. And I'm Miles, VK6 Mike Alpha Bravo. And I'm Bob, VK6 Popper Oscar Popper.